Well, we finally got Phillies baseball back over the weekend. Unfortunately, it didn't go quite as well as we hoped it would. Thank goodness the Phillies salvaged the series yesterday with the walk-off bottom of the ninth home run from Mike Galfranco. But unfortunately, unable to make it up and that the Phillies lose two of three to the Nationals. Now a game and a half back of the Nationals for that top wild card spot. Eight games back of the Atlanta Braves for the now seemingly impossible Phillies crown. We'll dive into it. Look at the weekend's action. Andy McPhail spoke before the weekend. And a whole lot more to dive into. This is Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, July the 15th. And uh, again, bittersweet weekend in that we got Phillies baseball back. And it ended on a great note. But ultimately, in just a massive series, the Phillies lose two of three to the Nationals, losing the first two and then winning yesterday. We'll dive into it all. Unfortunately, it really was a frustrating series because uh, Friday, and we'll dive into it, they just come out flat and, and show nothing. Saturday, a game, they're winning in the ninth, and they lose. It seems to be the way that it happens to the Nationals. And then, of course, yesterday, a, a fun win in the bottom of the ninth, but just so absolutely necessary it's so hard to get excited because this team will you know take uh one step forward then two back and one forward and two back there they're like the definition of that uh, cliche phrase right now but let's have into it friday certainly the most uh not the toughest loss as that would come saturday but the most disappointing game of the series no question as the phillies just completely and totally shut down by Steven Strasburg and the Nationals pitching staff. The Phillies lose 4 to nothing. Just a really flat, somewhat embarrassing, in my mind, really, performance coming off the All-Star break. A, a Phillies team that had one All-Star. You know, guys like Harper and, um, you know, people who, who are accustomed to going to the All-Star game, you figure they come back with a vengeance. We certainly didn't see that on Friday. The Phillies managed only eight hits in nine innings, zero obviously as they're just flummoxed by Strasburg in a weak sauce Nationals bullpen. Mike Alfranco goes three for four. Nice weekend for Mike Harper, two for four, and that was pretty much it. A couple other hits scattered throughout. Just a really, really, just a disappointing showing. Nick Pavetta, not good enough, was not awful, but certainly not good enough. Goes five innings, allows three earned runs, six hits, two Two strikeouts just didn't have the dominant step as always, ran into some trouble and then kind of never bounces back. Again, was not awful. Uh, gave up two in the second and then a run in the third was not awful, but uh, just simply not good enough. And a spot where, again, look, we've seen Pavetta come out and have some, some really nice outings, but um, it really feels like that was a while ago and at this point, and you just, you know, it's, it's issue with this team is that you look at this team and you just don't feel good with anyone except Darren Nola taking the hill and that's a, a real massive issue for a team that's trying to be a playoff contender because um, Pavetta just wasn't good enough and again we're, we're talking about five innings three rounds and being like oh that wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad yeah sure yeah, because he's usually horrendous and um, it's just a shame because Pavetta you can see has the stuff has the talent sometimes when he does get settled in there's just Real high-level stuff there, but uh, clearly just unable to put it together. You can't count on him for anything. And what Pavetta was disappointing in this one, I think, for me, the off 
offense, the lineup showing up the way they did. Again, the first game after the All-Star break, any sort of life, you're going to need it. Now you got 72 games left prior to the weekend to, to prove that you are a playoff team. And you come out with that showing on Friday night was just... Just disappointing. It was a really disappointing showing. Again, zero runs against the Nationals in the first game after the All-Star break. An offense that had been playing much better towards the end of June into July prior to the break had started to show up. But when you really look at it, I mean, this team, um, since the start of June, they are 14-21 and 21 now. Uh, excuse me, 15-21 and 21 with the win yesterday. Um, they, uh, you know, they're a team that uh, when they're not facing the Mets just hasn't really been able to win games, certainly not win series. And it's a major issue. And Friday was just a, a really, for me, incredibly, incredibly disappointing performance uh, from the offense, from the lineup, considering how big the game was, considering how they knew the series. They come to this a half game back in the Nationals. The Nationals, a team that uh, seemed unburied, seemed like, oh, they're done. We can cross them off the list, as they say. But no, the Nationals have played awesome baseball, and they certainly look like the better team over the weekend series as they take two at three. And uh, on Friday, there was no question. This Strasburg was awesome, and the Phillies lineup was not. And that was the story of Friday. And again, incredibly disappointing in the first game after the All-Star break for a team that, look, they're not, they're not you know, they they have to know how, how much consternation, how much um, anger has been hurled their way, how how disappointing they've been. I think, um, you know, it's not like that's uh, forgotten. So, um, really disappointing on showing on Friday, Saturday. We got a disappointing showing on Friday, and then we got a gut punch loss on Saturday. Just a awful loss, really, really just a horrendous loss. The Phillies go up 3 nothing early. They get two in the uh, second. Homer's again here. Just a weekend for Franco. He goes on these mini hot streaks. This was certainly one of them. Awesome weekend. Uh, so they go two nothing in the second. Then in the fourth they score another three nothing in the fourth. No cruising along. You're feeling really good about what Aaron's doing. He ends up going six and easy. Does a lot of run in the sixth on a Victor Robles single. Uh, goes six innings, lost five uh, five hits, one run, four walks, a little high, but the nine strikeouts. Really good, but uh, unfortunately, the Phillies would not hold on for no one. And look, the, the Phillies would throw runs through the first four, and then the offense again shuts down. Nothing. Throws him only seven hits in this one. Yes, Patrick Corbin's good, but Phillies again, the offensive real issue this weekend. And this one ultimately seems like the bullpen an issue too. Morgan allows another run, and then uh, Hector Neris. Hector Neris. Comes in in the ninth inning, chance to close it out, and wouldn't you know it, Juan Soto, Mister uh, Mister Heats likes to hit big home runs late in games at Citizens Bank Park. Juan Soto hits an opposite field bomb and a two-run home run makes it four to three. The Nats close it down from there, and just a killer loss, man. Uh, this team has had a couple that that other game where Victor Robles hit the home run in the ninth. Um, with two outs, two strikes in the top of the ninth, and then Juan Soto hit the home run that was it fair or foul. The replay kept it, upheld it as a, a fair homer to win in uh, in extras, and uh, Juan Soto does it again. And it was just, uh, it was a really demoralizing loss, as certainly as a fan, I'm sure, 
for the team, though they bounce back the next day. But as a fan, after that Friday game, where, where, again, just such a disappointing showing. It really was. There's no other way to put it. They had a disappointment on Friday. Coming out, putting up no runs. I don't care who you're playing against. You know, the all-star break just happened, and, and you're ready to fight for a playoff fight against a team that's right in front of you, your division rival, and you sh- show up with that. It was incredibly disappointing. But then to lose that way on Saturday where Nola goes out and, and pitches his heart out, pitches a great game for you, and to have two outs in the ninth again against this team, we're out to final out, one more out. Hector Neris, who's been so good so much this season, you're down to the final out. Gives up a single, gives up a home run. That's it. Boom. See you later. Good night, Irene. God, what a bummer. It was a really, it, man, it was a really disappointing loss, especially knowing that you lose the series in that moment, that no matter what you do coming out of this, and the Phillies did salvage it with the win yesterday, which we'll get to, but um, you know in that moment, no matter what they do, they're still a game and a half back of the Nats, and uh, no matter what, coming out of the series. And then you got the Dodgers coming to town. The Dodgers are coming to town. The best team in the National League, maybe the best team in baseball, coming to town. Um, and you had a chance to gain something on the Nats. And, and you know in that moment it's lost. Um, gut, gut punch loss on Saturday. Just another one in a string of gut punch losses this season. So anyway, the Phillies do bounce back uh, yesterday, and thank goodness, because, oh my goodness, what would we have done? It was Ryan Howard Day, and we'll get to some of the things Howard had to say in his retirement speech a little bit later, but shout out to the big piece. Um, I think, for my money, probably the most underrated Philly of my lifetime, someone who really played such a massive role in the only championship I've seen as a Phillies fan in my lifetime, born in 1981, and someone who was the MVP of the National League, was the rookie of the year, someone who had 58 home runs in a season, had, had huge hits for this team in big games, and someone who really doesn't get talked about in the same way that Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley do. It's strange, and I really think it has to do with the fact that he signed that contract, the 5 for 125, that ultimately was a two-year extension, uh, in, in addition to that, so it was really seven-year contract in the last three, four years that were just an absolute epic disaster. And I think people remember that, look at him as that guy too, and uh, the guy who broke down at the end. But for a five-year stretch, uh, really, one of the all-time great Phillies, literally, one of the all-time great Phillies for a five-year stretch and uh, underrated, I think, in uh, historically. Uh, it was great to see him go out, take first base, do the whole thing yesterday, and throw some infield practice and uh, we'll get to what he had to say but uh, luckily the Phillies threw a stinker on Chase Utley night thank goodness they didn't do the same on Ryan Howard day yesterday down in the bank break they do go down a RBI single from Adams in the fourth makes it one nothing but the Phillies bounce right back get on the board in the fourth as well JT Romuto singles Gene Segura and then the Phillies keep pouring it on in the fifth they get another RBI single from Segura, and then JT Romuto has been great. Romuto really um, average up to 275, really starting to feel it a little bit. I think Romuto is starting to figure it out this season. He's been great the last three weeks or so, two weeks or so. So hopefully that's a, a trend that continues. He numbers 3 1 in the six. You're feeling great as an area that really um, you know, gave him what he could give him. Only pitches five innings, but uh, five innings pitch for it's two walks, only one earned a nice outing. I think you feel pretty great about what you saw from Marietta. Unfortunately, in the seventh, J.D. Hammer would call 
himself up the lead three to three in the seventh. The Phillies bump in the ugly would hold it down from there. Hector Neris pitches a perfect ninth strike and three guys out. And then here we go, the bottom of the ninth inning, and who would step to the plate but Mr. Walkoff himself, Mike Galfranco goes yard. Just a blast to left field. Awesome, awesome to see that the team goes crazy and um, look, again, it's why it was bittersweet, because this ultimately was a disappointing weekend. There, there's no way to spin it. No matter what happened yesterday, it was a disappointing weekend. They had a series with the Nationals. They needed to take two or three. They lost two or three. That's it. And they, again, put up a stinker on Friday and got a gut punch loss on Saturday. No walk-off could have salvaged that, ultimately, in terms of the implications for the season. But still, look, you want to see him win. Um, and salvaging the the series was was important. You can't get swept there. You can't get swept there. As now you got the Dodgers in town, you have to at least split. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how they do it. You know, I mean, ideally they win three or four. Coming into this, we said win four of seven against the Dodgers and the Nats. Take two of three from the Nats. Win two of four from the Dodgers. Now it's harder to do that. They'd have to take three or four from the best team in baseball. So we'll see. Uh, Phillies obviously have much better home teams. So you never know, but. Um, I think ultimately on the whole, super fun win yesterday. Psyched to see Mike Kell get a little hot. He, you know, I was at a game last year where he had a walk-off homer. It was a blast. He's got a couple of those in his back pocket, which is very cool. And again, they really needed that win. And and um, but I personally, I can't, I can't go overboard with it in terms of excitement or in terms of they're back or anything like that because I, I just uh, I'm putting too much weight in the first two games rather than the last. But um, and also, I think too many times this season, we've seen this team have those moments, that sweep of the Mets, the four-game sweep of the Mets. We've had it prior to that. I mean, there have been so many spots where it's like, all right, all right, they got it. They're back. This is good. We got this. They're they're figuring it out. Everything's going to be good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And uh, it hasn't seemed to be good, at least good enough. And here's the funny thing. Right now, they're still a playoff team. Uh, on Saturday, they weren't with the win yesterday and a loss by the you know Brewers and things just just breaking out the way they break out. And now the Phillies half came up again on the Brewers for the second wild card spot. So they're right in it. It's just tough to feel inspired when you watch that type of baseball over the weekend. And they dropped two of three in that loss on Saturday, a gut punch. And, and just, again, you can stomach a gut punch loss if you also don't have a, a just no-show the day before. But um, ultimately... Phillies are still in it. Uh, there are moves to be made, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But um, I think ultimately you have to be dis- disappointed with the weekend. And uh, you hope that the walk-off yesterday can carry over into today and they can do something to a Dodgers team that's much better. But um, I'm going to have to see it before I believe it right now with this Phillies team. But look, maybe trades are the answer. Day. Will they bring in players that can help them this season? We'll talk about that coming up as Andy McPhail uh, talked to the media uh, before the weekend, I had some very interesting things to say, as well as what Ryan Howard had to say in his retirement speech and a whole lot more. Look ahead to this Dodger series, of course, and all that. So that is all coming up. It's Phillies today, James Seltzer. We'll be right back. We are back, Phillies today, James Seltzer. Coming up in just a sec, we'll look at the uh, what Andy McPhail had to say about the trade deadline coming up and also look ahead to this Dodger series. But first, quick note, uh, we kind of talk uh, on Ryan Howard Day and uh, Howard obviously I gave you my thoughts just in general about him as a player and how important he was and all that but also Howard did speak yesterday at his retirement day and um, a couple of things I thought were interesting from it he said this um, he said you hear that Philly fans are tough and they'll boo you but they won't 
boo you if you do what you're supposed to do. That was one of the motivating factors for Chase, Jimmy, Shane, Jason Worth, everybody to put on that, who put on that uniform and came out night after night. You helped carry us and lift us all those seasons that we had and, and all that success we had. So for me to have a day like this is truly humbling. Howard went on to say, and I, I think this is the most interesting part, is, is he kind of, you know, spoke about the current team and said, support them the way you supported us, he told the fans. Let these men know what it feels like. Don't ever boo these men. Damn it, they're trying. I thought that was really interesting from Howard. Is before he does say the tough love helps and, you know, kind of being, uh, uh, making, holding the players accountable mattered, but then it kind of comes around and says, don't boo them. So, um, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was an interesting look into Howard and the way he thinks and someone who was here for so long and certainly saw his fair share of both and, uh, probably a lot of the booing not deserved considering what he did before, but, um, certainly played a role for him clearly. And, um, you know, look, no one's going to stop booing. I think every, every fan has a right to boo if they pay their money, but, um, I think it's also important to think about when it's productive and when it's not. All right. Uh, more importantly, we've talked a ton about the trade deadline and the moves and what could happen and all that type of stuff and how it could be a saving grace for the Phillies. Could it be the saving grace for the Phillies? Well, I've long kind of stood on the hill of this team just isn't good enough for the organization to go all in, as it were, this season to you know, spend a bunch of, of assets to, you know, make something this year better um, that ultimately would hurt you in the long term because they're just not good enough. They're not as good as the Dodgers. They're not as good as the Braves. They're not as good as the Nationals. I think we can say that. So, um, but at the same time, look, they are a team that has a chance to make a playoff spot. And as I talked about on Friday, I do think that we underrate what making a wild card can mean. I, I do think that is important. It's important for this team to get September reps, to play meaningful baseball games in September, and to play in a playoff game, even if it's just one of them, just to have that feel, to understand what that is. I think that's incredibly important. But at the same time, I also don't think that you you sell, you go all out just for that, obviously. And Andy McPhail, it seems like, is kind of in the same boat as McPhail um, talking to reporters said it's hard for us to make the judgment now that we're one trade away from the World Series uh, as a result you're going to have to be more judicious with your playing talent it doesn't mean you can't make a different type of deal it doesn't mean you can't make a deal where a component is taking on somebody's salary but I think you want to be protective of, protective of your crown jewels in your system and look, I agree wholeheartedly with the philosophy there I, I, look, I, would, I want them to take on I, I, he alluded to the idea that they take on money. We haven't seen that. They're still 13th in payroll in Major League Baseball. They're supposed to be a big boy. So, look, go get Zach Greinke. That makes a ton of sense to me. Someone who's on the books for the next few years, $35 million, a great pitcher. I, I do worry about Greinke pitching in Philly. He is a different kind of guy, someone who historically has never been a, a fan of pitching in big cities or for you know aggressive fan bases, whatever, but really talented pitcher and the Diamondbacks would be happy to move on from him based on the salary that he has so look that type of move would be great I think it's um ultimately I think that this is the right philosophy for them to take I I think that I, I you know they should be looking for guys who either are not expensive to come in and help in terms of something you don't have to give up much to get uh, a cosmetic fix Someone like a Struble Cabrera last year where they gave up Franklin Kilame is a nice prospect, but nothing close to a top 
20 prospect for them. I guess he might have been like 17, 18. Nothing crazy. You know, that type of move and a Struble didn't help the way I'm sure they hoped he did, but or would. But, um, you know, that type of move is something you could see. You could also see something um, where they make a move for someone who's got multiple years of team control, a Matthew Boyd, a um, Marcus Stroman, you know, these guys, uh, Boyd especially. Um, Trevor Bauer has two years left. Someone who's not just going to help them this year, but also in the future. Um, but I do the one part of, of Vandy McPhail's thing that's a little frustrating is he talks about not wanting to give up the crown jewels. The, the frustrating part is the Phillies don't really have crown jewels in their system. It is a light system considering how many high picks they've had. Alec Baum, really the only guy who feels untouchable in a trade. And Spencer Howard, I really like. But uh, Adonis Medina is a nice pitcher. But they don't really have any crown jewel type guys. Like, I don't think they're in that position because I don't think they really have crown jewels. I don't think that's something that they're, uh, you know, really set up well for, uh, which is a shame because they should. They should have crown jewels. But ultimately, from an asset, you know, allocation perspective, I think it's absolutely the right move. I think it is super smart for this team to be cautious, to be smart. And, yes, if the, an opportunity presents itself where you can make your team better for this year and multiple years into the future or at least next year, Sure, that's something you take into consideration and you're willing to move something that you feel good about for. But if it's just going to be so rental for this year, someone's just going to help you for the rest of this year, you, you just you have to be smart about this. You can't give up something of serious value because this team's just not good enough. They're not better than the Dodgers. They're not going to win the National League unless, you know, unless they get lucky, unless some sort of run happens, unless... You know, something, again, happens. Bryce Harper goes on the run of his life and whatever, whatever, whatever. But right now, I mean, look at it. They're just not good enough. I think we all know it. Outside of Aaron Nola, they have one starting pitch you can count on. The bullpen is in tatters. Tommy Hunter, by the way, back on the IL. Great. We just started to think, oh, maybe we can count on Tommy Hunter. So, um, I, I, so it's a frustrating thing to hear because right now I'm, I'm – wholeheartedly in support of it. That is what the Phillies should do. And uh, Andy McPhail has certainly said things and gone the other way before. This doesn't mean this is gospel or anything like that, but um, I just, uh, I personally feel like, um, I feel like it's the right move. I feel like they should not go overboard. All right, uh, coming up, we got a massive series here against the Washington Nationals. Just, uh, excuse me, against the Los Angeles Dodgers coming off the Nationals. Again, the Phillies lose 2-3. or three. They have to find a way to split this maybe even win three or four. I mean, it is just imperative as the Los Angeles Dodgers come into town. And, oh, boy, are they good. Uh, best offense in the National League. The pitching's been amazing. You'll see the matchup. Zach Eflin against Clayton Kershaw tonight. That is a clear advantage to Kershaw. Vince Velasquez against all-star Walker Bueller. Playoff hero Walker Bueller. That's great. Nick Pavetta against Kenta Maeda. Maeda a thousand times better than Pavetta right now. And then Nolan against Stripling in a day game on Thursday, 12:35 start. Uh, you know, look, yeah, that's a good one. Nolan's better than Stripling. Um, but man, the Dodgers are just better. They are a better baseball team. And uh, we're gonna see it here. And and if the Phillies can can find a way to take two of four, and oh, can you imagine three or four? It really, it would be huge for this club. This is the type of series they can help kind of set them up for the rest of the season. If they can show they can hang with these guys, like maybe it gives them some confidence. Maybe it gives them some belief in themselves because right now that's clearly lacking. No matter what they say, they don't look like a 
team that that goes thinks he can go out and win every day, and and they haven't been able to. Again, they're rolling out Velasquez and Pavetta and 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 just Arietta with bone spurs. It's it's a rough spot right now for this team, and they need help, and they need to win games to prove they deserve that help. So it's a real conundrum. It's a real kind of catch 22 here so they need to win games that's where it starts and ends and if they're going to take two of four from the dodgers and and maybe even three of four then i think winning the first game is imperative because they need that confidence they need to build off the walk off yesterday so hopefully please maybe maybe they could do that uh either way whatever happens we'll be back to talk about it all and a whole lot more tomorrow so thank you for listening to phillies today right here on the 24-7 Network.